0: From India's largest newsroom, I'm Arun George, and this is the Times of India podcast. लोगों को लगता है कि धारावीन सिर्फ़ एक underworld nexus है, लेकिन नहीं। वो अपने आप में एक industry Dharavi has occupied a prominent spot in the portrayal of Mumbai for decades now. The poverty, the daily struggle, and the aspirations of its residents have been the subject of songs, films, and books over the years. A colony that extends over hundreds of acres, Dharavi has lived with the tag of being Asia's largest slum for decades. What was once inhospitable land has over the decades become the site of low-cost housing and employment for nearly 10 lakh people. Viewed from the outside, Dharavi is a sprawl of low-rise homes in a city where buildings are touching new heights. But my colleague Bhavika Jain says that Dharavi is just so much more than low-cost homes.
1: So uh, slums in Mumbai are extremely common. Uh, About 40% of Mumbai's population resides in slums, uh, which occupy less than 10% of the city's total area. And uh, Dharavi is uh, the biggest of uh, the slums in Mumbai, or perhaps even the country. Uh, It is uh, easily recognized by uh, its depiction of overflowing uh, drains and piles of garbage that most of the Bollywood movies and even uh, the Hollywood movie Slumdog Millionaire has, um, has depicted it. Uh, in terms of uh, area, it is located in the heart of the city. It is spread across 600 acres of prime commercial land. It is also a flourishing informal economy. Uh, businesses within Dharavi can be broadly categorized into tanneries, leather goods, textiles, electronics, pottery. Uh, and even food is a very big business uh, in Dharavi. There are about uh, 14,000 small-scale units that employ over 2 lakh people, both directly and indirectly. Uh, with over a population of uh, 1 million, uh, Dharavi produces uh, goods and services worth anything between 600 million to 1 billion A lot of uh, people who know the uh, area call it as a mini uh, India, which is a city within a city because it's truly a melting pot. There are uh, people from different states, culture, ethnicity, religion uh, living in the area for uh, decades uh, now. When I was uh, working on the Dharavi redevelopment story and we did field visits, I spoke to the uh, residents of an area called Kumbarwada, which is known known for its pottery uh, business. So they were telling me that their uh, grandfathers or ancestors have been working in that area since uh, 1920. And they had documents to uh, show that they've owned that uh, space since that uh, longer time. And uh, there are also uh, historic references of Dharavi, not as we know it uh, today, Uh, even say about um, about 100 110
0: years ago as well. Raju Shinde from TOI Plus has been speaking with the residents of Dharavi. He spoke with Devji Bhai Jetha Bhai Chitroda, who is a resident of the Kumbaharvada area of Dharavi that Bhavika just mentioned. Devji says the community has been in Dharavi for nearly 100 years now, and many in the area are still engaged in the profession of pottery.
2: Look, we have been in 1933. हमारे पास एविडेंस सब कुछ है यहां पे हम लोग एक लिस्ट पे है और यहां पे हम लोग का धंधा है हमला आम से हमारा जो गुजर लोग सब बोइट्री का ही काम करते हैं अभी सब लोग खुद-खुद अपने लिए कुछ ना कुछ करते थे लेकिन अभी तो फिर भी 500 जन तो वैसे ही काम कर रहे हैं
0: after issuing a tender in October, the Maharashtra government received three proposals. One bidder was disqualified and then Adani Properties beat real estate firm DLF to win the contract in November. One firm has challenged the manner in which the contract was awarded to Adani Properties in the Bombay High Court. However, this isn't the first time the state government has attempted to replace the slums with formal housing. Every previous effort has failed. In today's episode, we are discussing the big questions about the redevelopment of Dharavi with Mahvika Jain. Bhavika says that while previous attempts to redevelop Dharavi may have failed, there's a reason for hope that it could work out this time.
1: Firstly, this is not the first time that a tender has been floated for this project. In fact, this is the fourth time since 2008 that the government has tried to get interested parties to come and uh, join hands for the project. Uh, This time, however, uh, they have made a very, very uh, important change that they have floated a tender for redevelopment of the entire area as a whole and was also included a very significant uh, land parcel which belonged to the Indian railways, uh, which will be also included in the project. These two changes effectively has made the project extremely viable for uh, developers Um as uh, we are told by officials, and this time it looks like it could possibly uh, take off. Now, the tender has already been allotted to uh, the Adani group, which had bid for uh, more than 5,000 crores for this project. The entire project uh, cost is nearly 20,000 crores. So, uh, the tender has been uh, allotted. Now what happens next is that the government will form an SPV which is a special purpose vehicle uh, which will have government um, stakeholders as well as stakeholders from the contractor's side and the master plan will be made.
0: As Bhavika said, the first thing that will happen is the preparation of a master plan for the redevelopment. But what will this master plan really have in it?
1: So why this master plan is extremely important is because we have not seen um, any project of this scale and size being executed in the city, not even in the country uh, at all. And so this master plan really brings uh, to life the vision that the government has for this area. At the moment, uh, it was all on paper. They really want to improve the Uh, area, not in uh, also in terms of just uh, doing away with the slums, but also adding a lot of civic infrastructure, which is currently missing uh, in the area. So the master plan will hold uh, key to what the project is. Of course, the master plan will also be made available to the slum dwellers uh, who live there so that they can basically, uh, you know, see what their future Uh, looks like before the city's future sort of changes. And this is where, uh, you know, we will get a sense of how much uh, doable is the entire project because a lot of the times with such uh, projects, the project gets stalled at the master plan level itself because not everybody is happy with what the government's vision is or what they are uh, going to get at the end of the day.
0: There have been small bits of Dharavi that have been redeveloped over the years. Bhavika explains why even by conservative estimates it will take quite a bit of time before the entire area will be redeveloped.
1: The government aims to finish the project in 17 years but the large, which is the majority part of the project is rehabilitation of the slum dwellers which they are estimating that they should complete it in the next 7 to 8 years. The biggest hurdle for this timeline could be getting permissions. There are nearly... Over two dozen permissions that the government or the project implementation authority will require uh, to get this project going. And uh, that really can tell us that how long will this project take uh, to uh, take off.
0: As Bhavika said, the only hope this time is that the incentives are so good that the redevelopment of the region goes ahead. Bhavika explains why the previous attempts failed. And the one thing that the announcement of Dharavi's redevelopment has been time to coincide with.
1: This is the fourth time that, uh, you know, tenders have been called since 2008. But if you see the history of this project, this project was first spelled out in 1999. However, um, it, the government did not have clarity or, 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 or of what the balance that will be required between socioeconomic activities and the redevelopment model. So a lot of the times that didn't allow the government to proceed further with the plans. The first time the tender was sort of called for, was only called for a few areas within Dharavi for redevelopment. So, so Dharavi was split into five sectors and only uh, tenders were floated for redevelopment of only two or three sectors, which I, which I, which At that time, not a single developer thought that this could be a feasible model of, uh, you know, redevelopment of such a huge area. So there was no response at that time. Secondly, when you are executing a project of this scale and size, uh, there is a huge political will that is required. And as we all know, slum dwellers are an easy vote bank for a lot of political parties. Even that was not very strong uh, uh, during the time when the earlier tenders were called. Funnily, every time there is talk of elections or every time there are civic elections around the corner, it's almost become a norm to float a tender for Dharavi redevelopment. Whether these tenders were even floated with all seriousness or whether enough thought was also given as to what the project should look like is still questioned by a lot of people, especially residents who live there.
0: Shanmugam Pumaya is among those who's been around since Rajiv Gandhi promised to redevelop Dharavi in the 1980s. He told Raju Shindi the various ways he had tried to get his home redeveloped over the years, but failed. Shanmugam wants the redevelopment to go through. But having seen multiple such proposals fall through, he knows exactly how fickle such plans are. Next
2: minute, what will be happen? we can't say, no? Suppose even political change will happen.
0: The last time Mumbai had a major land parcel that was to change how the city operated, it was the land occupied by former textile mills in central Mumbai. There were 56 textile mills that occupied 600 acres of land in central Mumbai. Coincidentally, that's around the same amount of area as Dharavi. When these mills shut down, there was hope that the land would be used for the development of public spaces and much-needed low-cost housing in the area. By some estimates, nearly 400 acres of land should have come to the state for this purpose. Instead, the state government's change of rules allowed mill owners to get most of the land. So instead of office space, low-cost housing and public spaces, the city got shops, premium high-cost housing and office space. Bhavika says, one reason it's hoped the redevelopment of Dharavi will have better results is because the government is heading the project. But like the Milan redevelopment showed, that's not always a guarantee of anything. We asked Bhavika about the issues the project could face before it takes off properly, what residents in the area are saying, and the impact a change Dharavi could have on the city. What makes Dharavi so difficult to redevelop? Could you talk about the geography of that area as well? what will be the biggest challenges someone like the Adani group will face if it does seriously take up the project?
1: For anybody who knows Mumbai, they will realize that, you know, real estate is of prime value here. Today, even if somebody wants to go in for redevelopment of a single standalone building in Mumbai with just 20 um, tenants, they will still struggle because uh, it's very hard to get consensus. It's harder to get a builder who has financial stability and then even if you manage to do all of that it's even harder to get permissions from local authorities. This Dharavi is possibly uh, you know a hundred times more bigger than uh, you know smaller redevelopments that we have seen so far but uh, typically or uh, issues that are uh, very very uh, specific to Dharavi which come to my mind. One is that Uh, it itself is a city within a city. So it has a population of nearly 10 lakh and even in Maharashtra, it could be population of several smaller cities. So that to rehabilitate a city, which in fact lies in the heart of Mumbai, is uh, itself a huge task and equally uh, challenging because we do not have a blueprint which we can refer to or we do not have something that the government can go back to and see how 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 were were these projects executed earlier? Secondly, it's the land use of Dharavi is very very challenging. It has residential, it has commercial, it has even industrial parcels. Uh, it has parcels that are on lease by the government for nine 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 years, almost lifelong leases are there. So those sort of uh, uh, different uh, land use also make it very different for the uh, executing agency to uh, basically formulate a blanket policy. And then, third part is uh, about uh, eligibility. You know, that is a very big problem in dense slums in Mumbai. So, the cutoff date for uh, considering eligible slum dwellers and Dharavis 1st Jan 2000. So, eligibility is basically a cutoff date that the government has decided uh, to give free housing to slums that have come before that date. So in case of Dharavi, it is 1st January 2000. So all the slums that have come in Dharavi before 1st January 2000 will be eligible to get a free house uh, in uh, exchange of the slum that they are going to surrender to the government. And uh, anybody who's so who has a slum after 2000 till 2020 will still be eligible, but at a very, very reasonable cost, which is generally the cost of construction. So in Dharavi now, typically the problem is that initially there used to be slums that were only constructed on ground floor. Now you see with families expanding, with brothers, uh, you know, living together, they, the, those slums have now gone vertical to two and three story slums. So As per the government's rule, they are only going to consider one family as one slum. So if there are multiple families living in one slum, you are not eligible to get get multiple houses. And then to also verify documents is another uh, hurdle that the Dharavi redevelopment could face. And I think biggest in my mind is the liquidity inflow. So developers or the contractor or the bidder who's come ahead or who's agreed to get into this project will have to have uh, free-flowing funds because this is a project which has to have multiple sectors or multiple works going on together. You can't work uh, you know, in a manner where only a few buildings have been demolished and only a few buildings are being constructed because if you have to complete a project which is spread across 600 acres, that too also in, in a time limit of 15 to 17 years, you need to... Pull in that much amount of resources uh, in the initial years of the project. And a very important point which uh, the head of the Dharavi redevelopment project, Mr. S. V. I. Srinivas, was telling me that the profitability for the bidder from this project is not going to start before five years. So the bidder has to work at a zero profit uh, basis for the first five years, which are extremely crucial for this project.
0: So you've also been speaking to residents of the area. Um, Could you explain how they view this latest plan, given they've seen this happen multiple times before?
1: They were not uh, as confident as the government was around this time about this project taking off. Of course, uh, the, the younger generation really want this project to take off because as I said that this is not a project where you are going to replace a slum with buildings. It's a project where you're transforming an entire area, uh, which today is extremely uh, lacking in civic infrastructure, which is important to human habitation. Like The the uh, school-to-student ratio or hospital-to-resident ratio in Dharavi is extremely poor. Of course, they have their own um, concerns or their demands from the project. One is... Uh, because there are different types of businesses that run out of Dharavi, every business has a different requirement. So they uh, want the government to ensure that all these requirements are met with because it's a project that is going to take, take nearly seven, eight years to uh, get executed. And while those residents are living in transit accommodations, uh, it will not be very um, feasible for them to uh, do away with the occupation that they today continue in. Like I spoke about Kumbarwada earlier, so residents were telling me that since it's a pottery uh, uh, business that they run there, they, there is a requirement of open furnaces to bake their earthenware. There is a requirement of having open spaces where, the, uh, where their pots are kept to, left to dry. So all of these uh, requirements, the project will have to undertake uh, so that the residents uh, can continue to work uh, in the same place. Another very important issue that the residents were raising is that of of in-situ rehabilitation. So when we talk about slum redevelopment generally, uh, we see that slums from one part of the city are then packed off to another part of the city while the building where their slum existed comes up. So the government will also have to be mindful about that fact that internal migration can be avoided and in-situ rehabilitation of those residents can be done while their houses are getting ready.
0: That's something even Dharavi resident Rajan Nadar says he's worried about. He told Raju Shinde that any plan for the redevelopment of Dharavi needs to ensure that the residents stay where they are now.
2: रीडेवलपमेंट तो होना चाहिए प्रगति प्रगति कंपलसरी है प्रगति होना चाहिए हमारा कल्चर कभी जाएगा ही नहीं हम जब तक जिंदा रहेंगे हम हिंदू हैं या क्रिश्चियन हैं मुस्लिम हैं हमारा tradition कभी भी जाता नहीं है मगर हम लोग धारावी के अंदर जो रह रहे हैं हम लोग सब मिलके इकट्ठा रह रहे हैं क्रिश्चियन हो मुस्लिम हो सब लोग एक रहे रह एक फैमिली जैसा रह रहे हैं ये फैमिली है ना टूटना नहीं चाहिए ये फैमिली के अंदर हम लोगों को रह के आदत हो गया हम को अलग-अलग को हम दे धारावी में धारावी रीडेवलपमेंट होगा तो धारावी में जो रह रहे हैं उनको धारावी के अंदर ही आ, आ, उनका आसियाना मिले यही हमारा इंटेंशन है और आ, आ, और हम अलग रह नहीं पाएंगे हमारा फैमिली जैसा आ, सब लोग के साथ में भी, हम लोग सवेरे 4 बजे उठते हैं और रात को 2 बजे तक इधर क्राउड रहता है हम को क्राउड
0: a lot of these worries also come from past handling of slum redevelopment in Mumbai. How successful has that been in Mumbai as a project where slums are uh, redeveloped into urban housing? And what have been the criticisms of the way it's been done so far? So, Mumbai has a
1: slum redevelopment authority which we popularly know know as SRA. So, SRA was... uh, launched at a time when the government was infatuated by uh, changing Mumbai into Shanghai. But I think 27 years later, we have not seen uh, a a single success model. I'm not saying that it's not uh, executed projects, but it has not been able to develop a model which other uh, projects can basically follow. So uh, as per the latest statistics that I have, that there are about 500 SRA projects that are stuck in the city since 2005. It could mean those many slum dwellers are uh, living outside of their houses on maybe rent, or maybe they have left the city, they've gone out because they can't afford the rent in the city. Most of the projects are stalled, of course, due to financial issues. Uh, A developer who feels that he is able to uh, take up a project, suddenly in in two or three years, finds that this project has nothing for him to continue. So he abandons it. Then there are projects that have been stalled because of internal disputes, which has also led to litigations. Um, uh, When when cases go into litigation, uh, uh, there is no guarantee of how much time will it take. And then the government also goes slow on it because of course it's with the court and nobody can do anything with it urban planners in the city who basically monitored SRA projects feel that uh, the model in which these projects are implemented, which is very, very builder-centric. Uh, and that is why when a builder goes bust or when a builder faces financial stability, the entire projects co- projects come to a standstill, which they feel is a problematic approach when you are getting into such high-risk uh, redevelopment projects. A lot of the times, if you uh, talk about SRA projects in Mumbai, you will see that people are just, people say that they are vertical slums. It's just where slums have been cleared to, you know, pack all of them in a building, uh, which has no sort of uh, civic infrastructure, like there is no parking, there is no open spaces, there is motive uh, even the width of the road, or uh, for that matter, you know, those uh, essential human index indices that you see, they are never taken into account. Uh, Slum rehabilitation projects are completely ignorant about the fact that they are uh, not only transforming a geographical area of the city, they are in fact transforming lives.
0: For Dharavi's redevelopment, it's perhaps the biggest land parcel redevelopment since maybe the mill land redevelopment which occurred nearly two decades ago. Um, what difference would a redevelopment of Dharavi make to a city like mumbai
1: there are possibly just a handful of urban renewal projects in the world that can match the scale and size of dharavi despite the challenges and despite the concerns and reservations that the citizens have um uh, uh, the the person or the uh, in charge of the dharavi redevelopment project mr s v r shrinivas was telling me that if Dharavi redevelopment takes off, it will be the first big step towards achieving the slum-free Mumbai tank. So one must understand that when a project of this scale and size comes uh, to reality, a lot of the uh, real estate industry gets a boost because of this project. It's not just about clearing a 600-acre land parcel of slums. This is also an opportunity for uh, the authorities in Mumbai to basically uh, bring in a better civic infrastructure for the residents, not only of the area, but also for the city at large. Uh, Every time we have seen that such large infrastructure or large urban renewal projects have happened uh, across the globe, we have seen that it has resulted into uh, a land bank which can be developed for public welfare. Now, uh, at the moment, what the government has in mind will is not very clear because the uh, master plan will spell out uh, the vision that the government has with the additional land that they get. This project aims to create a lot of additional housing, which uh, the government sort of plans to then develop it into a commercial or a district or business district. If you see the way Dharavi is located, it is right next to BKC, which is already a uh, country's biggest financial district. So it, it almost will mirror BKC, but with better infrastructure and with better uh, 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 transport and better living conditions.
0: Or as Rajan Nader said, their family moved to Mumbai years ago in the pursuit of progress he says he sees the redevelopment of Dharavi as being essential for the progress of the younger generation of residents
2: redevelopment compulsory hai kisi ka is pragati compulsory hai pragati pragati nahi hoga to hum mumbai mein aake kuch fayda hi nahi hai mumbai paisa kamani ke pragati hoja, hamara family ka garib ho ke udhar se idhar aaye idhar aane ke paisa mila pragati ho तो धारावी भी डेवलप हो जाएगा तो हम हम लोग के लिए अच्छा है किसी का भी बिजनेस नहीं चले जाएगा बिजनेस बिजनेस तो और बढ़ जाएगा धारावी प्राइम लोकेशन बन जाएगा और सबसे बड़ा मार्केट बन जाएगा तो हम लोग के लिए वो, हमारे बच्चे लोग के लिए एक बिजनेस पॉइंट है वो
0: Today's episode was produced by Jairad Singh, Sunai Marathe and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at podcast at timesinternet.in